0: Raised Sports is a proud member of the StoryHanger podcast network. For more information, go to storyhanger.com. Previously on Raised Sports.
1: I mean, it was, uh, you know, one of my worst outings of the season, unfortunately. Uvala loads the bases, and Corey Rangsdale now coming out. Not like not something I'm going to really, like, harp on or beat myself up over.
0: With the season over... It was time for Cole to shift his focus to Arizona.
1: It's just cool to kind of see. I mean, guys that I grew up watching and fixtures on the wall and plaques and stuff. Throwing my curveball like almost 40 to 50% of my pitches anymore, it's almost became, it's probably became my best pitch. Now it's like, you know, bordering on elite. They're the only group that has a winning arbitration record um, and they got a lot of firepower with that and have a really good reputation with that. Um, And so they can grind out every dollar that i want.
0: Every young baseball player dreams of taking the field in the major leagues, but even the best find out quickly that it takes more than dreaming to get there. It takes talent, hard work, and even a little bit of luck.
1: There's times where I've you know, kind of had things planned in my head and I like, expected them to go a certain way um, and they <laughs> they normally don't.
0: Welcome to season two of the Raised Sports podcast in which we'll go deep into the minor leagues and follow a prospect as he works towards what he hopes will be a shot at the big leagues.
1: The organization's gonna test me and if I can hold up, then great not, then they'll, they'll, uh, they'll find somebody else and that's kind of the nature of the business.
0: He'll endure long bus trips and short paychecks, he'll tinker with his game as the competition gets tougher, and he'll battle through the aches and pains that come with a long season.
1: This is part of the game, I mean, playing, playing a little bit banged up, I mean, you're never going to feel 100% you know, in a 140 game season.
0: And along the way, he'll constantly look for any edge to improve his game, to impress To find a way to advance up the minor league ladder.
1: When I'm my best is when I'm not thinking too much and I'm just out there to embarrass the hitter for the rest of my career, just out to show the world. And a swing and a miss, strike three. Pumps the fastball, pass Benson up in the zone.
0: Episode 11 Every Dollar I'm Worth. The Arizona Fall League was a dream opportunity for Cole Uvola, a chance to test himself against top minor league competition. But when he arrived there in mid-September, the former 40th-round draft pick quickly found out there was another benefit to it all. All of a sudden, he was getting noticed. And he wasn't just getting noticed by his peers or by coaches or by reporters. He was getting noticed by the sports agents. This was a pretty new and exciting experience for Cole. Aside from a hint of interest here or there during the regular season in Down East, he hadn't really had much interest from anyone who wanted to represent him. He thought that might change in Arizona. He even thought there was a chance he would come away from the whole experience with an agent. But he didn't expect it to get quite as wild as it did. All of a sudden they were, if not everywhere, at least a pretty constant presence. All of a sudden, Simply by being on a roster in the fall league, Cole was a hot commodity.
1: They're not like out there like like running you down as you're walking the locker room, but it's like I probably got 10 to 15 messages on Instagram like, "Hey Cole, I'm going to be out in Arizona on the 8th and 9th and 10th. I read a lot about you. I heard a lot about you. Heard good things. Like let let's meet for breakfast and let me tell you what I can do for you and um. And I get it. I respect it 100%. But at the end of the day, it is just kind of like a hustle.
0: Very quickly, Cole recognized this hustle for what it was, an important step for him, but also sort of a mixed bag. On the one hand, it was thrilling. It's flattering to be wanted, after all. But there was also a part of him, the I'll show them part, that wondered where they'd been all along. That part made him question if they really had read a lot about him, If they really had heard good things, or if they'd just been going down the list of names on fall league rosters, and his name happened to be there. And his skepticism grew as he began taking these breakfast meetings and started hearing pitch after pitch after pitch that all seemed to be kind of the same.
1: It was cool at first. Like, when the first agent reached out, I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, maybe I'll come out of the fall league with an agency." But then it was just, like, so repetitive, and, and essentially they all have the same pitch because basically the people that are like cold calling players that they just see on a roster out of the fall league, you know, I'm going to talk bad about them because I, I totally understand that they're trying to make a name for themselves in the business too, but they're essentially just, you know, throwing a dart as a dartboard and hoping that, you know, there's no relationship. They don't know anything about me other than the fact that I'm in the fall league. And, um, you know, I mean, in a way their sports agents in general don't have like the best reputations, you know, they kind of get like that vulture, like, they're kind of like just vultures, you know, in it for the money.
0: This is how Cole started to feel after hearing the same pitches over and over again. The same slick talkers, telling him all the wonderful things they were going to do for him. How much they loved him, how impressed they were by his story, how they couldn't wait to be BFFs. You get the idea. So one morning, Cole was in another one of these breakfast meetings, and he excused himself to use the restroom. While he was away, he checked his phone and noticed he had a text from one of his college coaches.
1: Uh, my head coach, Brad Stromdahl from Georgia Gwinnett, was like, hey, a uh, good friend of mine and someone I really trust is going to reach out to you. He's an agent with uh, Ballinger Group. His name's Scott Barber. Um, he's going to take good care of you. And I text back, oh, I'm actually at a, agent, or I'm at a meeting with an agency right now. And then he texts back, well, tell him you're going to sign with Scott and you, you can just leave the meeting. He, he was like kidding, obviously. but
0: This was a game changer for Cole. The whole thing had been a bit of a whirlwind, and it was hard to know who to trust. Now, with a recommendation from someone he knew he could rely on, it brought a little bit of sanity to the whole process. Cole did hear from Scott Barber of Ballingy Group, and he liked him. Still, he was going to take his time with it. He was excited about the possibility of having someone on his personal team, but there was no need to rush. There were still games to play in Arizona, and the competition didn't care if he was shopping agents. They just wanted to hit his pitches. Like him, they were there to prove themselves. He needed to focus on the task at hand, playing baseball. Cole had been assigned to play for the Surprise Seguros, a team made up of prospects from the Texas Rangers, Kansas City Royals, New York Yankees, Baltimore Orioles, and Washington Nationals. When it came to the games, Cole was thrown into the action almost right away. He got into the Sagoro's second game of the Fall League on September 19th against the Scottsdale Scorpions, and it was an eye-opening experience. The first batter singled off his fastball. Then he got a couple outs, including a strikeout of Kevin Smith, a former fourth-round pick of the Toronto Blue Jays. Then, after another single off his fastball moved the runner to third base, Cole escaped the jam by striking out Grayson Janista, a second-round pick of the Atlanta Braves, in 2018, the same year Cole was picked, 38 rounds later. His coaches then sent him out for a second inning of work, and it went much more smoothly, three up, three down, including two more strikeouts, both coming against first-round draft picks, Toronto's Logan Warmoth, and Philadelphia's Mickey Moniac. Cole's final line that night, two scoreless innings, two singles allowed, no walks, and four strikeouts. He also learned a quick lesson. The hitters in the Arizona Fall League were too good to just try to blow away with fastballs. Luckily, Cole now had another excellent weapon in his arsenal, a curveball he had worked so hard to develop during the season. He was going to use that pitch, along with his changeup, much more frequently.
1: just been a huge learning point there where, like, I think, I would guess if my, I were to look at the pitch percentages of my pitches in the fall league, it's been 33%, 33%, 33% as far as fastball, curveball, changeup. And honestly, to the point where my last time out, the pitching coach was mad at me. Not mad at me, but, like, asking me why I wasn't throwing my fastball out as much. And how I need to start throwing it more, which is honestly to me so funny because it used to be like, oh yeah, Yuval has a great fastball, but that's all he throws, like he needs some off speed. And now it's like, they're like, dude, don't forget you have a great fastball. Like, keep throwing it.
0: This new strategy was a huge change from Cole's previous work. He'd become a pro based on his ability to throw a mid-90s fastball. And his first action as a pro in 2018 He had done well throwing that pitch more or less exclusively. But as he had progressed up the minor league ladder, it had become more difficult to succeed with that strategy. So he made some changes, and it was working. In Cole's second outing on September 22nd at Peoria, he pitched two more scoreless innings, allowing a walk but no hits, striking out four more batters. On the 27th, he gave up a single and a walk, but escaped the threat without allowing any runs. And on October 1st, he had a three-up, three-down inning with two strikeouts. The thing that Cole realized is that fall league hitters tend to be where they are because, first and foremost, they can hit fastballs, even good ones like his. And Cole's fastball was not at its best, showing decreased velocity as it had late in the regular season. Always quick to adjust, Cole figured he could take advantage of the eagerness of the hitters, though especially since his improved curveball had proven to be deadly. But even then, he didn't need to rely only on that pitch either. His changeup was also working as a solid complement to the fastball, generating either weak contact or none at all, as eager hitters swung right over it. This puzzled Mike Anderson, the pitching coach for the Seguros. Anderson worked in the Rangers organization, but he hadn't followed Cole's development that closely. He just knew he was a late-round draft pick, with a big fastball
1: it's funny to me but like obviously mike i understand the pitching coach out here like hasn't followed me throughout my whole career with the rangers so he didn't know that so he's just like dude your fastball jumping today they're not on it like why are you throwing so many changeups and curveballs so i think it's about finding like a middle ground there like still using my best pitch in my fastball but it, honestly like out here i don't really necessarily think my fastball is my best pitch anymore i think my changeup has been, my changeup usage has gone up so much, and it's been like to get back in counts. Like, I'll start 1 0 and throw a changeup, and, you know, they'll swing over it. Cause all these guys are, they're, you know, you can't walk your way to the big leagues. I mean, you need to hit home runs and doubles and, and get on base that way. So these guys know that, and they're trying to hit the balls out of the park. And the changeup's been a game changer. The curveball's been good. I have more, I have more strikeouts with my changeup and curveball than I do my fastball.
0: This strategy was effective for Cole. Over his first five outings in Arizona, he pitched seven scoreless innings with 12 strikeouts. And along the way, he was mowing down top-level draft picks. Guys who'd received huge signing bonuses. Guys who'd been on every prospect watch list. Guys drafted 30, 35, even 39 rounds ahead of him. The best of the best, he was getting them out. He was proving not only that he belonged among them, but that he was capable of dominating them.
1: It's gone uh, really well. I'd be lying if I told you and thought it'd be going this well when I got here. Um, and again, just trying to ride that momentum. I'm not. I mean, um, it's like been great for my confidence. It's been eye-opening to me. Um, I've made some adjustments on how I'm pitching to hitters, which I think has also been eye-opening to me and something I'll take into Frisco next year or taking into Double A or, or wherever I'm at. Um, is just the fact that when I get on the mound and I see someone in the batter's box that I really, really respect or I know about or is a big prospect, I pitch a little different And how if I would have just probably done that all year and gave every hitter that respect, I probably would have had a significantly better year.
0: As things were going well on the field, they were also progressing at the breakfast meetings. Cole had been in contact with Scott Barber, the agent from Balangie group he was considering hiring. In addition to the recommendation from a former coach, Cole had also spent some time with a friend of his, a pitcher named Nathan Bates, who was also represented by Ballingy. And thirdly, Derek Tucker, the Rangers scout who had signed Cole, also put in a positive word. Those three recommendations gave Barber and Ballingy an edge with Cole, and he signed with them on the morning of October 7th. I spoke to him later that day.
1: It was kind of an easy decision. You know, they, they're they the only co- uh, group right now with a winning arbitration record. Um, they have a ton of resources. You know, they have multiple equipment managers. They have a, you know, a social media team, a PR team. They have a lot of firepower, a lot of resources. And um, it was just a no-brainer when I combined that with all of the referrals that I would gotten about Scott. And so yeah, I'm really excited. Just left actually, literally just left the house. That's why I've kind of been hard to track down today. It's been a busy day, but I filled out the paperwork, signed with them. They're gonna call the Rangers to let the Rangers know and start the process of uh, basically just getting me as much information as I can from the Rangers during winter meetings, uh, getting me equipment, um, trying to give me some maybe a shoe deal or a glove deal, and, and as well as like some baseball card deals to maybe put a little bit more money in my pocket for next season and. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: There was one thing there in what Cole said that I don't want to gloss over because it's important. He says that Balanchie has a winning record in arbitration. To quickly explain, minor league baseball players don't make much money when it comes to actual salary. Cole makes about $1,300 a month. If you reach the major leagues, it gets much better. The minimum salary in 2020 will be just over 560000 prorated by day spent in the big leagues. The real big money comes when players reach free agency, but that doesn't happen until you've been in the major leagues for six years. But there is another step where things can get pretty lucrative after three years of major league service time. That's when you're able to actually negotiate your salary with your team through the arbitration process. If you can't reach an agreement in those negotiations, you go before an arbitrator and argue your case like you would in court, having an agency that can effectively do this on your behalf can be a big advantage, as the arbitrator will ultimately decide your salary, picking either the one you ask for or the team's offer.
1: Arbitration is a big, big part of you know where the money starts to become real, um, and that's actually the first time in this process that I would actually pay Scott anything. So like right now, he's just working for me for free until I get to arbitration, um, and then after that, it's 5% of my arbitration and big league contracts. And uh, like I said, they're the only group that has a winning arbitration record. Um, and they got a lot of firepower with that and have a really good reputation with that. And so they can grind out every dollar that I'm worth.
0: Why would an agent work for three, four, five years for free? This is the other part of it that sold coal on Balanji Group. Because while most of the agents gushed about what they could do for Cole, Balangie came in with a refreshing bit of honesty. They explained that they were interested in what Cole could do for them.
1: That was the thing I really liked about Ballinger. I mean, they said today, like, the reason we want you to sign is because we think you can make us money. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's a business, and we think that you can make us money someday, and that's why we want you to be a part of Balangie. And it wasn't like this pitch about, Oh, we're going to be buddy-buddy, like, uh, you know, you'll invite me to your wedding, like, all this stuff. They were very honest and straightforward, and that was another big selling point for me.
0: Balangie had a belief that investing in Cole, the 40th-round pick who was drafted at the age of 24, was going to pay off for them. That's exactly what Cole wanted to hear, because this long and sometimes painful journey was not a lark for him. He had real goals and a real belief that he would reach them. He wanted an agent that shared that belief.
1: When I had surgery in 2016, the reason I got surgery rather than just hang it up was not because I felt like I could get drafted or not like I felt like I could uh, play a little bit of minor leagues. It was because I felt like I could pitch in the big leagues. And, you know, Adam Scott, my pitching coach, was the first guy to ever really tell me that. He's like, listen, you're not a guy who can pitch in pro ball. You're a guy who can pitch in the big leagues. And that's what I've set out to do ever since I had surgery. If I, if I didn't believe that then, um, I wouldn't have gone through with it all. I would have just finished my degree and, and moved on.
0: But Cole wasn't moving on. He was moving up. And a couple of days after signing with his agent, he got news that only confirmed to him that everything he was doing had him on the right path. He was in the Seguro's clubhouse, and he got word that the manager, Scott Thorman, wanted to speak to him. Cole had a good feeling about it, because with the Arizona Fall League's All-Star game coming that Saturday, October 12th, and since he had been pitching so well, he was hoping he would be included in the big game.
1: I go in and sit down, and uh, Mike Anderson was there, the pitching coach, and uh, Scott Thorman was there, the manager, and he's like, hey, you know. He had any plans on Saturday and I was like, No, not really and he's like, Well, you've been selected to the All Star Graves, congratulations. You've you've been throwing the I think you know, you've been throwing the ball really well and it's a great opportunity for you and I was like awesome and said it a couple of times to other people here. It's like the fall league is an all star game, just that as itself. But the actual Fall Stars game I mean it's like and those dudes are it's like every guy in the lineup is like either their lead off or their three hole for their fall league team, which their fall league team's already like an all-star team.
0: Cole's 2019 journey had started in Hickory, North Carolina, continued through down east, included a midseason stop in Seattle to develop a curveball, and finally moved on to the Arizona Fall League. Now, it presented yet another test, a selection to the Fall League All-Stars game, or as they call it, the Fall Stars game. The best hitters would be there, the top minor league reporters would be there, and to top it all off, it would be televised. There was no avoiding it now. Cole was going to get noticed. Thank you for listening to the Raised Sports Podcast. This episode was written and produced by me, Bob Harkins. Special thanks as always to Cole Uvola, for letting me follow along with him throughout the 2019 season. Music credits for this episode go to Broke for Free, Nialore, and Plum Tree, And the theme song comes from D.L. Sounds. Don't forget to check out RaisedSports.com for more on the show, to purchase custom-made t-shirts, and to subscribe to our newsletter, which includes bonus stories that accompany every episode. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps with exposure. Coming up on the season finale of Raised Sports, Cole faces his biggest challenge ever as a professional pitcher, an outing in the Arizona Fall League All-Star game. There, he causes a buzz across the world of minor league baseball, and it comes with one single eye-opening pitch.
1: know, the stars kind of aligned that day. Uh, it just so happened that against the best prospect in the Fall League. I throw my best curveball ever on the biggest stage of the Fall League, and it's just like, cool. Oh, I don't know. It's just a pretty uh, lucky-slash-awesome moment that no matter what happens from here, I'll have forever.
0: I'm Bob Harkins, and this is Raised Sports. Thanks for listening.